Hey, everybody, welcome back to our last speaker of the night. I am so excited to have another one of my uh, mastermind friends and fellow speakers, trainer and coach, Denise Thomas. And let me tell you a little bit about my friend, Denise. So Denise is one of those people that you, if you have children that are in high school, middle school, high school, college, um, she is a person that is helping parents get their kids through college debt-free, but she um, does so much more. Let me tell you about her. She is a TEDx speaker, international best-selling author, and a coach to parents of college-bound teens using her proprietary repeatable strategy her homeschool two teens attended their first choice college on 17 scholarships exceeding $199,000 walking out of college with cash in hand they got paid to go to college Send your kids to college on any other or on other people's cash is the best way to go. College doesn't have to be a death sentence. And I also, I've told her many times, I wish I would have known her about, um, let's see, 2009 and <laughs> going forward. And it would have saved me $199,000. But hey, that's life. I know you now, and I'm so happy, and I tell everyone about your awesomeness. Please tell everybody what part of the world you're calling in from, and tell us why. I don't know why we wouldn't, but tell us more about why you do what you do, Denise. Uh, thank you so much, Vicki. I am just tickled to be able to be here today to share some of the really interesting facets about what I do with you. Uh, it's interesting, yes, I help families put their kids through college debt-free and preferably with cash left over, which is a concept people, both concepts, people are like, excuse me, you can do that? <laughs> yes, actually, it's pretty interesting. Now, a lot of your audience here today are business owners or they work in a business of some kind and they understand marketing because as a business owner, you have to market your business to your perfect client. Well, we're doing the same thing in what I do as a strategy for families is we are marketing your teen to the colleges. So what we're doing in essence is we're telling the college, this is the kid you really want. This is the perfect yeah. student for your school. And they're willing to pay for that. So it's a, it's a really awesome thing. And you asked why or, or, or how I did this. I started this out of desperation for my own family. We had had some financial struggles and I know a lot of people going through COVID in the last few years had some serious financial struggles as well. And for me, it was prior to COVID and my husband had gotten laid off a couple of times and the stock market crashed, which it has done recently as well. And we found ourselves with no money left. And it was really a, a time in our lives when 
let's just say there was a lot of tears and a lot of why me going on uh, because, you know, you do everything right. You're, you're investing, you're, you don't have, you know, a bunch of credit card bills and things like that. It's, you know, you're doing things the way you're supposed to be doing the way everybody says to do it. And yet the bottom falls out anyway. Mm -hmm. So now what? And I found ourselves in a position where we were in a new apartment with two kids about to start high school. We had no cash, no savings, no college savings plan, no 401k left, uh, no house to borrow equity from. And we had gone bankrupt throughout all of this. So with the bankruptcy, we could not co-sign for the student loans everyone likes to talk about yeah i think that's the hardest part is realizing yeah we think we believe that everyone has college debt but the truth is they don't 30 percent graduate debt free every year i was determined to find out what that 30 percent were doing that the rest of us don't know about Mm -hmm. and i put into place everything i needed to that i thought logically would have an impact on that. And that's how it got started. So I had no intention of doing this, you know, for a business. This was strictly for my own kids. I was desperate. My kids needed to go to college. How are we going to do this? So it wasn't until after my youngest went off to college and my husband and I, we bought a 42 foot motorhome, went full-time RVing for five years. But the entire time we were on the road, I was getting phone calls, text messages, and emails asking, how did you do it? My kids are just starting high school or my kids are coming up to high school. What do we have to do? Mm-hmm. And Vicki, I found myself literally copying and pasting. Here's what we did. Here's the order of what we did. Here's how to do it. And from that, I realized everyone needs to know this. Yeah. This is something that's important for every family. For sure. Absolutely. So we're going to talk today. We're not going to focus solely on that because you, you have, you have a, a sense of something that I use to get out of college a year early. (laughs) And that is to be able to use your experience to um, make a difference. So for me, I meticulated, or I don't know if I said that right, but I I use my experience (laughs) to get rid of one year. You know, I was, I I was 49 and I, it was looking at another year that I was going to have to go to college. And I did all my college online while I was traveling for business all the time. So I was kind of getting tired of doing that routine. And it was amazing when I filled out all of the paperwork to find out that I not only got rid of one or two courses, but enough to graduate. That's amazing. And I think that that is something that as entrepreneurs, we tend to forget that we do have experience and the experience that we have, other people will pay for that experience. And it doesn't have to be, you know, way up high. You know, you don't have to be CEO of a company uh, making a million dollars a year to be able to showcase that experience and help someone else. I'll give you a 
just a really tiny example from when I was younger. Um, I was 14 years old. I had taken guitar lessons for a couple of years and, or actually I took guitar lessons for six months. Okay. But I was playing guitar for a couple of years. And at age 14, I started teaching other kids how to play the guitar. I was making $20 an hour at a time when the minimum wage was less than $3 per hour. Fast forward, I'm in college. Hmm, I'm pretty darn good in mass. I started tutoring other kids in mass. I made $50 per hour. And we're talking about the 1980s. I mean, this was just crazy. Mm -hmm. What you need to understand is that if you wrote down, and one of my mentors told me this, write down everything you've ever accomplished in your life, even the little things, mm -hmm. just write it all down and you will see that you know a whole lot more than yeah. you think you do, yeah. you know? And eventually as my kids were coming up, uh, I started them with their own little businesses as well. And for example, my daughter was a ballroom dancer. She had started ballroom dancing at age nine. And by age 12, she was volunteer teaching. By age 16, she was teaching for pay. Wow. With my son, he loves to cook, still does. Thank goodness I don't have to worry about the child starving. He will not starve. <laughs> he loves food. So as he's growing up throughout high school, he was in a club called 4-H, and a lot of people have heard of 4-H, they had cooking contests among a bunch of other types of things that were available. He participated in those cooking contests, and he would win his club contest. They would go to the regional. He would win there, and then he would win again at state. Eventually, he said, hmm, let's see if I can sell some of this. And he did. He sold his award-winning cheesecakes for $50 each. Wow. Now your kids, just like us, do not have an innate um, sense of how to market or broadcast or tell others about what we do in a way that doesn't sound salesy. Mm -hmm. We've all seen the, you know, used car salesman type. Yeah. Big turnoff, right? Mm -hmm. So my daughter started to notice, she's old, the oldest, she started to notice how when I was getting into conversations with other adults, I could move the conversation into what my daughter was doing. And eventually she understood how to do that. Mm -hmm. And it is a skill and it's a skill you can acquire and learn yeah. for yourself. You can move any conversation into telling people what it is that you do for a living. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be cautious. Now, again, we don't want to be the used car salesman where every single time you talk to the same person, they're, oh my gosh, he's talking about his business again. Yeah. But these little tidbits, these little nuggets as part of another conversation are important for others to keep in the back of their mind because they themselves may not be your ideal client, but they may know someone who is. Mm -hmm. So as I said, you don't have to be the top of your field at whatever it is that you do. Your leadership is your confidence. Yeah. If you can 
understand that your experience, even if it's a little bit more than what someone else has, is enough to give you confidence to teach that other individual that much more that, than they didn't know yesterday, right? Right. So, and we can, we can impart that with our children, with our grandchildren, uh, with any of the kids that are in our purview. If you, if you teach Bible study at church or whatever, you have kids that are looking up to you, that are listening to you, and you can help yeah. them have that confidence as well. So that it moves, it moves forward. You know, you, you can, you can do it for yourself and you can extend that to others. <laughs> so what are some mistakes that parents are making when it comes to uh, college. And then I want you to take it to um, talk to us about mistakes that we as adults, when we're challenged with new technology, new things, what mistakes are we making um, when <laughs> challenged, I guess, by I, I think I'll start with the adults. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of adults who believe they are tech challenged and, and I get this, but pretty much everybody has one of these things in their hand. Okay. Yeah. So you may think you're tech challenged, but what you need to remember is that the, the person who created the thing also programmed all the apps that you have, have been programmed to be, somewhat user-friendly. The same is true for a lot of other technologies that you'll find on your computer already or other software that's out there that you may be using for your business. And I mean, I remember talking with, now, look, I'm, okay, caveat here, disclaimer, I am a computer programmer by trade and degree. So yes, tech doesn't bother me. You at uh, all. <laughs> but only because I know something most people don't. You can't break it. It's okay. Touch the buttons. See what happens. It's a game. You know, think about it like that. It's it's something to figure out what does this do and then find out. And is that what you wanted it to do? If not, go back, do something different. You know, I, I had people at church that were, would have new software. Well, Denise, what do I do how do I do this? Press a button and find out. Mm -hmm. That's that's how we learn. That's what my three-year-old does. That's what your kids are doing. That's what your kids are doing. You can't break it. Now, you're going to throw a you know $200 device against the wall. Yeah, that might you know have a little bit of a damage. But as far as normal use, you can't break it. Just try some things out. See what works for you don't be terrified of anything. And, you know, most of our kids and grandkids, tech is not a problem for them. They grew up with it, right? But when it comes to college, one of the things, well, there's a lot of things that parents are doing, unfortunately, that are keeping our kids in college debt. Part of that is believing, I went to college, I can do this. This is what we did, son, daughter, this is what you do. The problem is a lot has changed since then. Mm. You know, quote, back in the day, college applications were submitted mid to late senior year, spring of senior year. Today, college applications are submitted early senior year, sometimes before they've even stepped foot in their high school campus. 
So there's a lot of importance to that. Scholarships are at at, at stake. Um, leadership roles. If your kid is expecting to get a leadership role in a club in senior year, well, they don't have that to list on their transcript or their their resume because they haven't stepped foot into senior year yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of beliefs that we have that surround the whole process that are a problem as well. Uh, one of those is only geniuses win scholarships. Yeah. Now I've been talking about this for a really long time. And I, when I'm on a stage and I'm speaking about my kids and and how I'm able to help families get all of this money. One time, and this was just before COVID, I was on a stage in California and a mom came up to me afterward and said, your kids must be geniuses because my kid applied to 40 scholarships and won none. I felt so bad, mainly because I realized what I had not said from that stage is that literally half of the scholarships that my kids won, half of that, $100,000 worth, did not ask for GPA or test scores. Hmm. The money is out there. You just need to know basically how to win. Yeah. That's why I work with the youth to improve their public speaking, because when you know how to speak well in person, you also know how to answer questions, discussion questions, interview well, and uh, you can get scholarships because of that. Absolutely. You know, one of the, one of the biggest things that kids can do or that you can do for your kids, I don't care how old they are. They can be three, four, five years old. Reading is one of the most important factors Mm -hmm. of success in all of life, not just getting accepted to college or getting scholarships. Have your kids learn to enjoy reading. Mm -hmm. The more voracious of a reader your kids are, the better they're going to do in life. And it sounds weird, but it just is. It's just part of it. They understand how to speak well because they hear it in their head from all the reading they've done. When my youngest was um, in first grade, it was just timing in life is everything. And it was when pre-K had been around for several years by then. And so her sister, who was three years older than her, pre-K had just been started. And so when she got to first grade, they were teaching them how to read. When my second child went to first grade, the kids were reading at all different levels and a a little gentleman on the opposite side of the table from her was reading at fifth grade level. Wow. This mama did not know to to work hard with my (laughs) little one who liked to play outdoors more than read. And so she became totally embarrassed by her inability and the teacher wouldn't do anything because there were 25 other kids in the class. So I created bookstore or um, Becca bucks to be able to give her extra credit for doing things. And then I eventually moved her out of the school because they were categorizing her as uh, learning disabled. And I kept on telling them it's just that she can't read. 
And in the next school, they had a, like a lab to teach her extra reading and self-confidence. And that child was reading Harry Potter oh, wow. that year. And she made 4.0 in high school and college and yeah. um, is a voracious reader now. But it was all because we took the time to read with her. Exactly. You know, I think that uh, as parents, we assume we're dropping our kids off for eight hours a day and everything they need is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. And you, you hit the nail on the head. They've got 20, 30 or more kids in the classroom. And to be honest with you, they can only teach to the slowest person in the room or to the upper echelon in the room. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for everybody to get what they need. I learned that myself when I was teaching. Uh, I homeschooled my kids as well. And one of the things that I found was that as I was teaching a group of even as small as five kids, I could only go as fast as the slowest person in the room. That's just, if you want everyone to learn, you've got to start there. Right. Now you mentioned something else I thought was really cool. You talked about, uh, you talked about, teaching public speaking and interview skills. One of the scholarships that my son had applied to had an interview, a a group, you know, interview, like there were three or four or five Mm -hmm. adults and him in a chair, right? And he did not win the scholarship. But they liked him so much by the way he answered the questions. He built a rapport. Mm. They sent him a $500 check anyway. Nice because they wanted him to win something. So I think that this is something that we all need to understand. There are so many opportunities out there, not only for ourselves as adults, but we can pass this on to our kids as well. The best gift. Yeah. So you have a free gift. What is that for all of our attendees? Awesome. (laughs) I have a downloadable gift. It is teen entrepreneurship. 50 ways to raise money for college. And one of the reasons I like this item is because it gives so many out of the box ideas. Some of them you're used to hearing, you know, mow the lawn for somebody or babysit, Mm -hmm. right? But there are a lot of out of the box ideas. Some of them do require parent uh, acceptance or participation, but others, teens or even adults can use this idea, uh, some of these ideas to raise some capital. So it's pretty cool. That is very cool. And your VIP? The VIP gift goes along with that. It is teen entrepreneurship training for parents, Mm -hmm. how to stand out in college and employment applications. One of the things that I realized is that there are certain things that very few teens going to college or adults getting out of college, going into the work world, Certain things really raise that flag that says, ooh, that's cool. I haven't seen that before. Entrepreneurship is one. Wow. And there are several others that are really, really awesome to have on your or your kid's resume that other people stand up and just like, oh, my gosh, Mm. that's so cool. It says a lot about who you are. I work with two different groups, one's in high school for entrepreneurs and the other is in middle school. And um, it is so, so fulfilling, but 
this teacher that teaches it is just so wonderful to get maybe 30, 40 of us entrepreneurs to volunteer to help. But just think these kids, and he's been doing it now for 11 years, I've been volunteering for him. And just think how many of those kids are making a difference in the world because what they were taught outside of the core classes to um, really be able to put into um, a career. I really wish more of that were available, you know, just, you know, across the board. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, there's so many opportunities for families and a lot of it we don't think about because as parents, you know, not every parent has ever had a, an entrepreneurship gig of some kind. They don't even know where to start. Um, But we've always done that in our family. I started, as I said, at age, you know, of course, age 12, you're babysitting at age 14, my own business. And then in college as well and, and beyond. My daughter now has four businesses that she yeah. owns. Yeah. And it's because she understands, you, you find out what, what are somebody, what people willing to pay for? What are we missing in this mm-hmm. area that I'm in that I can fill mm-hmm. that gap? Yeah. Right. There's so many opportunities. Yeah. I, I always say that, you know, the anti-aging business that I have, I'd rather, uh, push that to college kids because it's better than them slinging burgers and they're making a difference and they're learning a, a, something that's going to be able to give them residual income. What, what else is it? You know, that's a great way to do um, college rather than slinging burgers. All right. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you. If you have not upgraded to VIP, I cannot stress it enough that you should do that please go ahead and uh, go to the link to go to VIP so that you can get more of what Denise has talked about and those awesome gifts she's giving you. And as always, Denise, it has been just a bit of just sweet, sweet to be able to talk with you. And, and it is now the end of our summit. So I will end my, this, uh, after thanking everybody, but I just wanted to tell you that uh, life is a journey. It's up to you to enjoy the ride. Thank you, Denise. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Vicki.